You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Plus. This is our daily podcast series covering every chapter of the New Testament. Today we're in Matthew 25. Uh, We're talking about two parables today, and it's all about these two phrases, okay? Two phrases. One, watchful in life. Faithful in service. That's the second phrase. Watchful in life. Faithful in service. Life and service, guys. These are the two crucial aspects of our Christian life that we we want to take care of. So in Matthew 24, last chapter, the disciples, they were asking the Lord, if you remember about the end times, when they're coming, what the signs would be, and even how to be prepared and ready. Uh, don't you have similar questions? Don't you want to be ready and not caught off guard by the Lord's second coming? I, I know I do. Um, so in chapter 24, verse 42, the Lord says this. He says, watch, therefore, for you do not know what day the Lord comes. A few verses later in verse 45, he says that we, um, he blesses the slave who at Christ's return is found faithful and prudent. So these two things, watchfulness and faithfulness. Uh, we know we need to be ready. We probably know we need to watch, whatever that means. It actually means we need to stay awake and not fall asleep. And we also know we need to be faithful in service to the Lord. But what exactly does that mean and look like? And, and the Lord knows we need this help. So this next chapter, Matthew 25, he gives two parables um, expounding these, these two items, watchfulness and faithfulness. Um, so one is on being watchful in life and one is on being faithful in service. Okay. Watchful in life and faithful in service. So the first parable, uh, maybe you've heard it before, 10 virgins and five are wise, five are foolish. So, um, 10 virgins who took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom right at the beginning of chapter 25. And these, these virgins, these, um, these are all believers, Okay. Um, some, sometimes it makes the story a little hard, uh, hard to understand if you don't realize that they're not all, that they're all believers. Um, you know, virgins in second Corinthians 11, two are, are the believers that have been betrothed to marry Christ and they have the oil in their lamps and oil in the Bible always represents the Holy spirit. So they have the Holy spirit in their lamps and Proverbs 20, 27 helps clarify what the lamps are. He says the spirit of man is the lamp of Jehovah. So they have the Holy Spirit in their human spirit. They're regenerated, born-again believers. And they're, of course, they're going forth to meet their bridegroom. So the, these are believers, yet five are deemed foolish and five were wise and prudent. We want to know what made those ones wise in watching, okay? So um, the five wise and prudent ones, what did they do? In verse four, they took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Okay. So what is this? Um, like I said, Proverbs twenty twenty seven says that all believers in the spirit of man, which is the lamp, we have the oil, the spirit of God. 
that's our deepest part. We don't want the oil of the spirit just to remain in our lamp. The wise also had an extra portion, a reserve portion, if you will, to keep the lamp burning through the darkness of this age. Where? In their vessel. Romans 9 calls us vessels, our soul. as a, We are a vessel, a repository, and we need to fill that repository with the oil of God's spirit. That means we need Christ's spirit of life to saturate our soul, our mind, our thoughts, our emotions, our decisions. We need him to come in and actually subdue us in our soul so that we don't just have a little bit of oil in our spirit, but over the course of our life, Christ as life has spread into so many parts and we bear his image. This is what it means to be watchful in in life. So um, what does it mean to watch? It means being very concerned over uh, and aware of the level of life, Christ's life, not just gaining knowledge and skills and, um, you know, improving behavior, but watchful over the level of Christ's life increasing us. It's awesome that when the, when the, when they go and meet the bridegroom, they have enough oil, um, to match him and enter the, the wedding feast and enter into his joy. Okay. And I, there's this little phrase that helps me in verse nine. Um, it's, it's just this phrase, buy for yourselves. He's saying to this, to the foolish ones who didn't have enough oil, buy for yourself. So this means no one can buy it for us. We have to pay the price ourselves and buy the spirit. Um, what's the price that we have to pay? It's most often our time, time to get in the word, time to be with the Lord, spend time with him. And it's the cost of our soul life. We, we, we have to give up in order to get the spirit. So worth it though. Um, Ephesians 5 talks about redeeming. That means buying back the time. How? By being filled in spirit. Okay. Guys, we want to be those who are watchful in life and we have, um, a surplus and abundance of Christ's life. Okay. Now we're going on to the second parable. This is a parable on being faithful in our service. First was on life. The second one is on our service. That means we, we know as believers, we need to serve the Lord. Okay. This is going to help us and um, know what the Lord wants and expects. Okay. So there's this parable, the master, a man goes abroad and he calls his own slaves and delivered to them his own possessions. Okay. In this parable, um, the Lord is like this man, likened to this man who gave his slaves his possessions. Okay. And this may be familiar to you. There was one slave. He gave five talents, one, two talents, and one, he gave one talent. And this was according to their capacity or their ability in verse 15. Um, but he gave them all talents. And this doesn't, we're not referring to like your talent uh, that, you know, your physical and talents that you're in, in, you know, you possess like, um, eloquency and intelligence. That's more like your ability. These talents are actually, um, they were the largest unit of weight and were worth about 6,000 denarii. So they were money. These were his possessions. And a denarius is like a good day's weight. So this is most likely in today's monetary system, well over a million dollars per talent. So maybe you thought, well, that one talented slave didn't get that much. 
um, he got enough to invest for sure. <laughs> if you invest a million dollars, you're doing, you're going to, you're going to do all right. If you just make a few, you know, <laughs> wise investments, but listen, the five talented member right away invests same with the two talented member and they gain another two and another five talents. But that one talented member, and this is most believers, this is almost all believers, the, the one talented members, the danger here is that they receive the one and in verse 18, they go off and dig in the earth and hide their master's money. What does that mean? It means under earthly cares and earthly excuses, they bury what the Lord has given us. That's, oh, the Lord needs to save us from doing this. You know, they're like, and it, often they compare themselves. They say, well, I don't have that kind of gift like those ones. Um, so I'm going to bury it. And I don't have as much as them. Um, and I'm going to, I'm just going to bury it. And, and, and that's it. And we don't want to do that. Okay. So these talents the Lord has given us, um, what are his possessions? I just want to give you some, some examples. How about uh, the possession of God's word that he's given us every day. Are we, are we investing or are we letting that Bible gather dust? We need to, you know, be soaked in God's word, know it, learn it, speak it, share it. What about the gospel God's given us? Yes, we've been saved, but do we share it and invest in the gospel? Um, what about other believers? These are, these are God's possessions, the believers making up the church. Do we have younger and newer believers we're caring for, helping raise up? This is an, ex- this is what it means to deposit God's money and to make interest and make profit for him. Okay. And when, when he comes, we just want to be found those that are faithful. Um, he'll say, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful over a few things. I will set you over many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Okay, now listen to this. So that one talented one um, d- kind of despised what they had rather than investing it. So the same reward actually the Lord gave the, to the five talented one as the two talented one, even though the two talented one had um, was smaller than, um, even though the gift given to the two talented member was smaller than the five talented one. Okay, the Lord's appraisal and reward here were the, were the same in both cases. What does this indicate? It indicates that the Lord's appraisal and reward are not related to the size and quantity of our work, but to our faithfulness in using his gift to the fullest extent. The same appraisal and reward would have been given to the one talented one if he had been as faithful. Actually, that one was found by the Lord and he said, evil and slothful slave. We don't want to be evil and slothful by bearing what the Lord has entrusted us with. We want to be faithful. Okay. So guys, we got these two parables in our life. May the Lord make us watchful that we could grow. And in our service, may the Lord make us faithful that we wouldn't compare, but with whatever he's given us, we'd invest it to make a profit for him. Okay, everyone be blessed. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you all later.